Good call on the space Godzilla, by the way. Told you, man. That's some strong shit, man. I drink three of those things, and I feel pretty damn good. Welcome to this week's episode of the Three Man Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter McGoy, joined once again by the hardest recommend in all of podcasting, Mr. Adam Howe. HD, I miss you, man. Hope you're doing well. Feeling better. Uh, uh, I'm working on it, man. Cold suck. Oh, for sure. Uh, Happy flu season, everybody. Oh, indeed. Uh, Ask give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter at Adam Howe 3MB Follow us on Instagram at 3MBPod. Well, of course, as always, ask you to give our friends a follow. Um, Ohio Wrestling Alliance at Ohio Wrestling Alliance A1. A uh, reminder, on June 13th, I'll be presenting Fight for Pride. Uh, give a follow to our friends at Unsanctioned Pro, at Unsanctioned Pro on Twitter. Uh, March 28th, they're going to present uh, Unsanctioned Pro has a death wish. And so far, Adam, we have do not have any death matches announced, but we'll go over the card here in a little bit. Yeah, man, I need to blow up Derek and figure that out. Seriously, uh, as always, it's called out. Death Wish for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, give me one Lego death match for God's sakes. As always, check out IWTV Live at Indie Wrestling on Twitter. Check out at Beyond Wrestling uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, use the code Unsanctioned if you sign up. You get five free days. Uh, again, I, I will continue to pitch that service and pitch that service and pitch that service. But I may need to also check out to getting um, um, high spots uh, since we're going to be hitting them in just a second. Uh, but uh, going back to Unsanctioned Pro real quick, uh, announced this week, and, and as I said on Twitter, as you know, world-renowned broadcast journalist, we try to maintain a severe um, right-down-the-middle, no-bias opinion. Uh, but the Unsectioned Pro Championship will be on the line as Everett Cross defends against the baddest man alive, Aaron Williams. Oh, I'm and, very by I'm, I'm very by I'm going to say, impartiality will go out the window because we hope to hear at the end of the night and new Unsectioned Pro Champion. I'm trying to Aaron get Williams. myself booked on the show. I don't know if you saw. No, I know you're trying to be his manager or his second man. I appreciate you know, that. You know he thought about it. He has a <laughs> He thought about it. I'll be so. the same as Zane Hype Man jumping around the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, mentioned high spots that uh, reminded me uh, everyone needs to check out uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver at PW Revolver on Twitter. Uh, on February 14th, uh, Wrestling Revolver is presenting Saint, or not St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but just Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, once again, at the bright side in Dayton. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, man. And, like, we, you know, I know we talked about this before, but boy, if this would have been any other date, Adam and I would be there. And all they've done is just announce banger after banger after banger after banger. We wouldn't just be there. We'd be front row yeah, watching get... Alice Cologne versus Jake Chris in a freaking barbed wire boards match. Yeah. And Nick Gage, probably my favorite wrestling independent scene, versus Ace Romero and fans bringing the weapons match. I got a stack full of crutches over here that I could have brought with me. But nope. Happy love day, everybody. Yeah, obviously the main event uh, appears to be the no DQ match between Sandy Callahan and Jessica Havoc. Man, it's no um, DQ? Shit. Yeah. And of course, for me, once, once like, we saw this literally when we knew we couldn't go, but Stronghearts, uh, Shima, Lindemann, T Hawk are coming in and taking on Ace Austin, Alex Zane, and Blake Christian. And boy, oh boy. <sighs> Am I really not happy we're going to miss that one? Is it worth sleeping on the couch? I'm thinking. No. Um, of course, I would love to go, but no. Nothing is worth the couch. I even told Phil. I was talking to Phil yesterday, like I told you. Freaking, he was offended we weren't going, damn it. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully hopefully after, you know, pancakes and pile drivers, Um They'll still do a show, you know, mid-April in Dayton, and we will be definitely be hitting that one up. Um, 
But Dan Housen and Warhorse teaming up, taking on John Murray and Man Scout Jake Manning. And if you haven't Is seen Man Scout, be there? I don't know, man. I'm looking for the run in. <laughs> and then one of my new favorite wrestlers, the one called Manders, taking on Larry D. Uh, I hope he brings the shine. For... Hey, shh. easy, brother. Oh, easy. Shit. Sorry. I hope he brings the water. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a few other, uh, I believe the Rascals were announced for the show, but I don't think they have a match yet. Uh, I know front rolls, front row VIP and second row are sold out, so GA remains, but get Those out there. It's be a great show. Though. Oh, like, yeah. It fills the front and just go out of their way to see it. Yeah, even if you're in the back row of the building, you're going to be able to see whichever you need to see. So now I get my, my early plugs out of the way. Huh? So, Adam, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What was your first experience like drinking real beer and not just Bush Light? HD, as I told you before the show, I feel pretty damn good. You know, I'm not familiar with the pal life, kind of too fancy for my style, but I'm sold, and I want one of your sweat jackets that you have now that says, <laughs> what's it, plug it, Noctera Brewing Company, Pal, Ohio. Four three zero two five or something shit like that. Four three zero six five. Oh my bad, but hey, man. check check them out. It's good shit. I highly recommend Trail. Oh shit, <laughs> Trail something number one is what is on the board. So oh, and Space Godzilla was damn good too. Yep, love the Space Godzilla. Very good. Uh. So Adam and I are going to uh, chat, um, you know, a few weeks ago we chatted worst gimmicks, so this week we're going to chat worst matches. Um, <laughs> just wanted to get two things out of the way, because I said this on Twitter, um, uh, over the course of the last few days, uh, at the New Beginning show in Sapporo on February 1st, Shingo Takagi defeated Hiroki Goto uh, for the Never Openweight Championship, in an outstanding match, just Two dudes just hitting the shit out of each other. Uh, That's strong style at its finest, right? Oh there. yes, and it was it was great. And Shingo being, you know, they they've they've always built Shingo as the borderline, you know, junior heavyweight slash heavyweight when he's obviously heavyweight, but whatever. Um, so he can go with the juniors. He can go with the heavyweights. So I am super super stoked to see where this goes with Shingo holding the championship. And I will be one super sad panda if uh, Sho is not the one to eventually take that title off of him. I don't know if Takagi holds it all the way till next to Wrestle Kingdom, but boy, I think that's that would a be long. A dope... That's a long time. <laughs> but dude, he can he can do it though, man. He oh, has he so he, many. He's their Iron Man. You can call it right. That's the right word for it. I mean... Yep. And he's and there's so many guys he can go against and. Uh, you know, the buy time, you know, even have show make a run at it and then lose the first time and then find what's his uh, what's his size, by the way. I just see highlights on YouTube. I don't have New Japan World because I'm poor. But what's his size, by the way? Who is Shingo Takagi? Yeah. Oh, man, you're actually going to make me look. Um, hold on a second. I mean, uh, could he be a heavyweight champ a year or two from now? Oh, no, man. I don't I don't see him ever fitting into that category. Okay, I'm just wondering. Um, is, he, I mean, like, small, is he smaller than Okada? Oh, yeah. Mapping I mean, like he's, okay. he's, yeah, he's, he's barely six foot tall. And, um, 185. According, according to the Oso oh Reliable uh, Wikipedia, he's 212 pounds. Okay. I was just wondering. Uh, but, but the knock against they, him is he's, he's 37. So they're, I don't really? see them putting on. Yeah, I don't see them putting the big boy belt on him at 37 years old. No. Uh, Not what they have now. Yeah, when you have. You know, obviously Naito being the current champion, um, going to have a match on Sunday against Kento, which should just be two dudes just kicking the crap out of each other, and the other dude just landing on his head. Uh, of course, you got Kazuchika Okada right around there. There's still Kobushi. There's still Jay White. Um, John Moxley, even? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> boy, man, I, man, that's a, that's a crazy thought. Um you can't, speaking I mean, of, dude, like, you never say never with that shit, you know? Yeah, but speaking of Moxley, man, same, that same show, Moxley and Suzuki going at it awesome. for the U.S. title. Oh, man. Oh, dude, like, pants down uh, for that match. 
that's uh, my kind of you know that's my kind of match too right? for that that's entire show beautiful. actually pan, pants down for that entire show for sure um, so adam do you want to talk tv ratings because that seems to get everybody riled up on twitter i i do want to talk about the can i ask my so hunter question first before we get into that absolutely so that has, has, has to do with twitter Okay. Hunter, you're on Twitter as much as I am. You run the show's feed. I run my mouth as much as anybody. Is social media good for pro wrestling? <sighs> I ask this because let me let me let me, add, let me add my second thought to that. Out of all the tweets we read a day, you and I read hundreds of tweets. We see everything and they're being part of lists and just following all the wrestlers. How many? Say one out of ten. How many are positive tweets about pro wrestling from anybody? One out of would you say maybe three? But see, I, this is where it's tricky because it's all in who you follow. Right. Like, man, like there's days like, you know, um, you know, go, go on our feed. You'll see that I follow, you know, mostly the independent guys. Yeah. And, and, we, and we've talked about it before. Those are some of the most down to earth cool dudes that you'll see. So and I follow those guys too. I'm just saying like, I love that for them, like Aaron and Boone and crash. And even like guy like Jimmy Jacobs, like it helps them promote their brand. You know, that's right. good for them. But as a fan, we're fans first. We podcast second. We're wrestling right. fans. I look that- at Twitter as in, why the fuck do you watch wrestling? If you hate, yes, we all dig on Roman Reigns. We dig on Baron Corbin, mainly you, but AEW, people criticizing the lashings with Cody and all this shit. It's like, why can't, before social media, let's go mid to early 2000s, people just liked watching wrestling. It wasn't a who's better, which is which. It was, you just watched every Monday and what was SmackDown back then, Thursday, what the fuck it was. You just watched it to have fun. Now it's about, oh my God, did you hear about so-and-so? Or did you hear about so-and-so making this comment 10 years ago? Or so-and-so being a racist? Or, hey, you have to either like AEW or you have to like NXT. Why can't I like both? Why do I have to choose? You know, like, why can't I be happy for Cody and be happy for H and NXT? Like, I'm a wrestling fan first. I grew up on wrestling. You grew up on much better wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, fuck, it's, man. Like, it's, it's, I read it every day, and I feel bad for the indie guys who can't get their shit out because of the hate that is in wrestling. I follow all kinds of podcasts. I follow our friends over John Orlando, all these guys who have different podcasts. It's fucking brutal with these fans just saying, oh, if you stand for WWE, then you need to hate AEW. Fuck you guys, man. That's where right. I stand with that. I'm a wrestling fan. Yes, we, you and I are both critical of WWE more than anybody. That's our job to do, be critical. We're critiquing the product. That's okay. But I don't sit there and piss on the product every day on social media. Better yet, just don't fucking watch if that's how you feel. Sorry. I feel better now. And, and, and you know, we talked about this in, in, our, in our very first interview with Justin. You know, wrestling Twitter is a cesspool. Like, it just... it, it it brings out the worst in people. And, you know, we talked about this recently that no one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. And, and you they're and never I are going to be, they're never going to be satisfied. Right. You and I are in a, in a very small majority where, yeah, on, on Wednesday night, I have the TV on one, whether it's AEW or NXT and my iPads up watching the other one. Yeah. I stole Just my so- son's iPad for that shit on Wednesday. Cause <laughs> I know there was going to be a cool return on NXT, but I needed to see that MJF, A-Dub, and Cody segment because you knew that was going to be beautiful storytelling. Critique it all the fuck you want. I don't care. It's my show. Fuck you guys. Like, but yeah, no, there's, there's this thing in, in, and it's, it's obviously bled into society and politics being a huge driver for it. It's, social there media is, can, is almost killing wrestling is what I'm telling you. Well, social like media, the way Twitter's people killing, are. Twitter's killing it everything, dude. It doesn't matter. But it's not, it's not just like Twitter, man. Like I, I follow all this shit everywhere because I have the show on Instagram, you know, and I yeah. have my own Facebook where I promote the stuff. And like the shit you hear, it's like, why do you watch? There's not going to be a Hulk Hogan in this generation. I'm sorry, ass. Like that's not going to happen. Yes, they, Vince McMahon they watch. books Roman Reigns every week because he likes Roman Reigns. 
You don't have to watch it if you don't like it. I don't watch Fridays because I don't like the product right now. Right. And don't blame, you know, this is where I I say don't blame Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is doing what you're, Roman Reigns is trying to do a a, job. Roman Reigns is Joe and Noah, guys. He gets paid to play Roman Reigns. Right. Like, so, you know, as much as I bag on Baron Corbin, like you read articles or interviews or see things from other guys, the wrestlers like Baron Corbin because he's a good safe worker. He takes care of the boys in the ring. Would anybody else do that? But when have you ever seen Becky Lynch take a bump from a guy besides Baron Corbin? Why? Right. Because he's safe. Right. The end of days and is a very safe move because it's all in Baron's control. That whole move is Baron. Right. So And so, yeah, he, he's not my cup of tea. Roman Reigns is not my cup of tea. No. But, and like you say, I'm not going to bag on Joe Anoya. I'm going to bag on Vince being a 73-year-old man who doesn't know I'm gonna what the hell's Vince going on anymore. These Hollywood studio, I write Modern Family, but now I'm going to write Monday Night Raw writers. I watch Raw now because I know, hey, Paul Heyman has his toe dipped in a little bit of this. I'm going to watch it. The personality of Drew McIntyre is because of Paul Heyman. He said that on Jerry Lawler's podcast yesterday. So, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Do I watch Angel, did I watch Angel Garza's debut on Raw? No. But wrestling has my attention. I'm never going to stop watching WWE. Yes, you and I piss on it because we're angry at not the characters. We're angry at who's running the ship. You know? Right. And as we, you know, we, we've talked Twitter about and we've said recently, credit where credit's due, Raw has been low-key good. Like, yeah. Like the stuff was Seth Rollins, like people could, oh my god, it's not CM Punk, it's not CM Punk. I'm convinced CM Punk's never coming back, guys. So shut that shit down. I was a fan. I said it four months ago on this show. I wanted to come back, but it's not happening. So it's Seth Rollins running this faction. That's a good faction. That is a really good faction. And props to Heyman and whoever else is running that shit. Like you're pushing guys like Buddy Murphy who need to be pushed. Finally, after how long have we been saying push new people, it's finally happening. Is it too late, though? I don't know. But social media mm-hmm. is not helping. It's really angering me. Yes. Should I leave Twitter? Sure. Am I, am I going to? No, because I want to promote the show and build an audience. Right. So, and, uh, so the ratings are in. And would you believe 475,000 people watch Miz and Maurice? I was one of them. <laughs> that show's awesome. Uh, you know what? You, have, you, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Oh no, I watched last night because I just I um it was on of course after NXT, so I just I yeah. leave it on as background noise, and then I see and you could just tell again you know reality TV quote unquote being so fake as they show the Miz teeing off on on a green where Maurice just happens to call him. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. But <laughs> anyway, like, Murray seems seems like a cool chick. Mike seems like a good dude, so good for them. So who won the ratings last night, HD? Oh, man, I, I really don't care. Like you say, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan of both. Um, AEW won again. Like, I mean, AEW won the night again, just in, in all, but in the key demos. Um, but the one thing, like, the one thing that I pay attention to also is the, is the total viewers. And from New Year's Day up until last night, they had lost like 140,000 viewers, but they were still doing okay in their demo. So no big deal. But then last night, last night, even with all the um, political shenanigans going on, they both spiked up a lot. Um, 100,000 viewers more turned in for... AEW then the week before, and then fifty-eight thousand viewers more for NXT over the week before. So both, both went up. So good for them. And last night, both shows were good. Like, they were, yes. They both had really great segments. Like, say what you want about the Cody MJF segment. MJF is probably the best heel in the business right now. And yet again, though, that you have that and it faced up against the Velveteen Dream. Return, hey, guess what? I liked them both. You know, like that Cody thing was cringeworthy and it did exactly was it what it was supposed to do. So yes, I'm sure they got more viewers off that than and some maybe than maybe the 
Dijak Dane match in NXT. But guess what? Hey, I like that match too. So, <laughs> you know, props to both. I want them both to succeed. You know, that's what the wrestling right. is. And, and if there's no wrestling in the world, what's everyone going to talk about? Right. They'll find, well, they'll find something else to hate on and, and complain about that and hate watch Cricket. that. Cricket. Yep. Or my beloved tennis. Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, so you asked the question. Is is Djokovic on the path to being the greatest tennis player of all time? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You okay, don't agree? Or, see, this is where I'm having a hard time right now. Because, yeah. you know, Federer and Nadal are obviously on, their, on, on the downcline in a big, big, big way. I mean, they've been on top for, God, what, 15 years? Like... Right. So, they, <laughs> I mean, it, and, you know, you know, we joke around in sports that forever is really five years. But those guys Not everyone's around... Tom Brady, man. Like... Right. Those guys have been around forever. Yeah. And so, like, looking at it, you know, like, Djokovic may end up taking – like the most he'll, grand, he'll surpass Federer, I think, for everything and the doll. And I, yeah, he's right. on pace, but to okay, be like so the Ric Flair of tennis. <laughs> okay, so out of the four majors, give yeah. me give me the big two. What do you think are the big two of tennis majors? <sighs> me as a fan, or me as like a, like a broadcast journalist? Oh man, probably Wimbledon, right? Mm-hmm. And then. What the French Open probably? If I had to guess, but statistically, I don't know ranking wise. But maybe okay, the... so. To me, I would say it's Wimbledon and U.S. Open. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it depends on the viewer. You know, if you go into stats, probably most popular probably the U.S. Yeah, right. So if you if you take to me, if you just take those two, yeah. like Federer and Nadal will still in a big way. Be leading over Djokovic, even if Djokovic overtakes the Grand Slam, total yeah. Grand Slam, because he's cleaned up on the French and the Australian Open, which to are me big are, tournaments. They're big, right? They're, they're big, obviously five. the Grand Slam, yeah. Yeah. but they're just like to me the distance from one and two is, is close, but the distance from two to three is significant. Like I just I. I don't know. I don't know, man. So I I just, mean, I, as a fan of who watched tennis, I've actually watched tennis since I was a kid. Like, Federer is the greatest I've ever seen. Yes, Nadal beat him, blah, blah, blah. Fuck him. But <laughs> it's just like he's got to pass the torch to somebody, and then who better than that, you know? So the guy dominated the sport for a little, Both guys dominated the sport for so long. Even the top two, like, he may come close, you know. Like, I don't think he'll surpass him, but he'll be in discussion for the greatest of all time. Absolutely. All right. And then uh, just quickly, next week, we'll certainly talk TakeOver Portland. Um, Which is going to be better than Chamber, holding holding my breath, and and Superstars, whatever, Showdown. Oh, yeah. So far, it's seven announced matches, and they all should be really good. Um, and of course, at the end of the month, Revolution. So far, we only have one officially announced match, and then the other will be semantics. But um, Jericho Moxley, MJF Cody are the only two that we have so far. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do with about three weeks to build towards that. Are you excited for Goldberg's return? By the way, <laughs> no comment. And, and to um, call out Roman Reigns, can't wait. And um, I, I had a second. So, Adam, question for you. Yeah. So, Adam, why do you think the WWE feels the need to add yet another unnecessary triple threat women's match to the WrestleMania card? You know, I was watching NXT last night and thinking about that. I, dude, because it, how do I word this? WWE wants to sometimes promote new people, right? Obviously, Rhea Ripley, Drew McIntyre, that's fantastic. But also, you have Ric Flair's daughter <laughs> sitting there saying, hey, what about me? So why not have her main event, WrestleMania, again, because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Is that, safe to say? Is that safe to say? And to me, it makes it easy for, I mean, we both think Charlotte's going to go over. And that's, bull- dude, that's going to hurt Rhea. Ray Scott, right? Yeah. But Ray, if, but if but if, if she but if 
she pins Bianca, uh, you know, uh, you know, here's WWE. Oh, it'll keep Rhea strong. Don't worry about it. It'll keep Rhea strong. No, just fucking pick one. Run with what, it. We know it's going to be Charlotte. Is, just what do is it. benefiting off of Charlotte being in NXT? What is it? Who is it benefiting? An easier schedule for Charlotte? Cool. But, like, what is that no, doing it's just, it's, for the they, long-term product? I, I'm sure they're going to think they can do it to spike ratings. Rio, despite God, Vince Ripley the... can wrestle circles around Charlotte Flair. I will hold anybody to that shit. True. Debate me, tweet me, whatever you want to do. Like, And Bianca Belair earned my respect in the Rumble. Charlotte doesn't need to be... Again, let her fight Becky. Let her fight Bailey. People who she's had good matches with in the past, but no, we're going to shit on the parade of the over one and have Charlotte probably win and be on NXT every week. Because, hey, we got to beat those guys on TNT, that pissant company, you know? So. Even though even though Vince in the uh, stockholder call today said that, oh, AEW has no effect on our programming. Okay, oh, bullsh- bullshit. God, move on. Oh, my exactly. God. See, right. not dissing the wrestlers. Dissing the boss. It's different. Exactly. Alrighty, Adam. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, like I say, we talked about bad gimmicks. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk bad matches. Alright. I have a bunch here. I'm not going in any order. I'm just going to start naming them off. You ready? Start First away. one. Goldberg, Brock, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. The, I mean, I, yeah, I mean... Bad match. I mean, the crowd knew. Fans knew. Fans knew they were leaving. Right. Crowd shit on in a big, big way. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely belongs on. Definitely belongs on a list of all time bad matches. Absolutely. A show favorite, uh, Chamber of Horrors. Oh yeah, we talked about how terrible that one is. Yeah. That may be quite possibly, say for any giant Gonzalez match, the worst match. <laughs> And here's my next thought before I go into the match. I truly believe, before I get to the match, Hulk Hogan is a better heel than Babyface. We talked about it with our friend Crew. You and I have talked about it in the past. It's true. But mm-hmm. on a match on a match level, has did anyone have a worse 97, 98, 99 than Hulk Hogan wrestling match-wise? No. He Everything was, was absolutely the dirt worst. Is that on Hogan or is that the product yet again? That I have was, a bunch of Hulk Hogan matches on here before I need Well, yeah, because that was Hogan using his stroke to continue yeah. to keep himself getting over and keep getting over and keep getting over. Yeah. And just. He was good Mike guy, good for the NWO, great heel to get heat. Had a, I will say the match with Goldberg on Nitro was probably his best out of all that hot garbage, but. Holy hell. Did anyone have a worse three years than that guy? So the match I'm talking about is Hogan Warrior Halloween Havoc 98. Do you recall? Yeah. I mean, just uh, yeah. Any, like, yeah, I pick pick a main event. You know, the stuff with Roddy Roddy Piper. That's on my next one. 97 Halloween Havoc Steel Cage. Yeah, just, I mean... It, and, and, I mean, there, it's... I mean, it's... It, like it laid the foundation for the eventual demise of the company, but like I mean, how they kept doing huge numbers with garbage like that week in, week out. Because they is, had rest, is, they had Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and Chris Benoit and Dave Malenko helping out in the mid card shit. <laughs> yeah, man, I guess. But Billy, just, Billy Kidman. <laughs> All right, next one: Boss Man, Al Snow, Kennel from Hell, Unforgiven '99. Oh, God, yeah. I mean... The dogs didn't attack, if you remember correctly. <laughs> right, and just, I mean... God, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many gimmick matches that you think... Like, once you see them, and you're like, okay, who the fuck thought of this, and how did they get it approved? And that is absolutely one of them. Like, the dogs were scared of the wrestlers, not the other way around, so it was just dumb. All right, HD, you're an early 80s guy. Are you familiar with Chief J. Strongwell? Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Did you know he wrestled inside of a shark cage? Against Don Kent? Oh, God. 
Inside to, of a shark cage. Let me repeat myself. Yeah, no, because I want to say there was also one where it was a, like a, 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 it may have been a shark cage as well, but I think they called it a penalty box match. And it's literally two guys in a phone booth fighting. Yeah, and it's that's just, exactly what this was. Yeah. Just, it's the dumbest visual ever. And people like you can, money, people paid money to see it. Let's just put it that right. way. You, you can't like, I mean, you can't make anything look good when you're inside a box that small. <laughs> All right. Second question for the before this next match: Is there anybody more overrated than Scott Steiner? I want to see if you can guess the match I'm talking about. <laughs> it's Steiner I mean, Triple H. Oh, Rumble Oh Three. They went an hour HD. They went. Oh God, an hour. I don't remember that at all. God, I'm glad I blocked that out. Um, I don't, I'm not a Scott Steiner fan. I don't get it, but Hey, what do I know? I'm not a booker, man. But when he was, I don't know, man, Steiner, Steiner brother is great. Fantastic. That was awesome. Right. But, see, and, and I mean, yeah. And then I know once the roids kicked in and <laughs> the work ethic went out the window, um, just man, bad stuff all around, but I got a lot of Hulk Hogan stuff on here. Shit. Well, cause he's a terrible person and a terrible wrestler. All right, Sting, Hogan, Starcade 97. The big return of Sting. First match back in, what, a year and a half or what, 18 months, whatever it was. Yeah, and, and you and you let Hulk Hogan fuck that over. Like, you had to debut a Bret Hart, get fucked over. Nick Patrick fucked up the count, everything. A lot of shit happened. Well, Nick Patrick didn't fuck up the count. Hulk Hogan made him fuck up the count. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just... it. I mean, that should have been a sign that you you had the inmates running the asylum at that point when you you built that for a year, and, and it was it, it was, was booked well. It was booked right. Really it well. was the most over thing in wrestling to pick the company. I don't care. That was the most over thing in wrestling at that point. Yeah, and you let one man's ego fuck it up. God, yeah, that. I mean, what that was ninety? You said ninety six or ninety seven? Ninety seven. Yeah. Right, and yeah, Brett, you know, fresh off of Montreal, and all right, that. Here we are, shit. twenty-three years later, and people are still pissed about it. And I'm one of those people. I'm like, yeah, it just, it was just, it yeah, just, no, whatever. Fuck Hulk. All right, trivia time. Sting versus Jake Roberts, Halloween Havoc. What kind of match was it? Sting it was a lead. It was Jake a. Roberts. It was spin the wheel, make a deal. Ninety-two for Halloween Havoc. What match was it? Gimmick. You ready for this shit? A coal miner's glove match. HD, what's a coal miner's glove? So, it's a coal miner's glove. <laughs> a coal miner's glove is a glove that has, you know, steel. And it bars is the wrong word to say, but like where your knuckles are and your joints are, there's steel plates to cover those. So it, it looks like a giant glove that, you know, would would be Thanos's gauntlet if Thanos was a normal human being. And look at that. Bill Watts thought, hey, let's have that main event. Good idea. Because, right. it, because it worked in Mid-South. Um, they, they did that a few times in Mid-South. And, and, it, and it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily good. <laughs> All right. Bailey, Alexa Bliss, Kenda Stick on a Pole, Extreme Rules 2017. God, everything coming, about that coming, was just coming off the Bailey. This is your life, which is rated one of the worst segments in history of wrestling. It's it is true. Look it up. So, any comments on that match? I mean, God, just yes. Everything was just so bad about that whole entire, entire, entire thing. Bailey refused to use the weapons. All that shit. Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, it was just <laughs> I. There was just nothing good about that at all. Yeah, this one's even better. You ready for this shit show? All right, James Storm, great wrestler, great hand. Versus Chris Harris, another great wrestler. Beer, uh, America's Most Wanted, one of my favorite tag teams ever. But they had a feud. James Storm turned on Chris Harris. They had a match at Lockdown 07. 
Besides it being a cage match, HD, do you know the other stipulation for that match besides a cage? No, uh, this I was definitely not aware of TNA at this point. Yeah, um, they were doing not, okay at this point. Was, they were doing okay. They had AJ, yeah. Samoa Joe, right? And yeah. so, okay, so let's pause it right there for a second. So mm-hmm. it was roughly around this time, I think, like TNA was doing one point five million viewers for that show at that time. And people were like, oh, that's not good enough. Yeah. Now AEW and NXT are combining for 1.5 and above, and people are like, oh, my God, look at that. Um, yeah. But, no, I, 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 I will freely admit I wasn't really watching it then. Um, Sadly, I was. I know there's a lot of um, beer bottles involved in this feud where they end up over each other's head. Yeah, he blinded Chris Harris. With the, it was a whole big thing. That's why. Oh, my God, he got him in the eye. They had a blindfold match inside of a steel cage because that was necessary. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, I mean. And you know who paid the pay-per-view to watch it? Me. I say young Adam Hell did. Yes, sir. 12, man, I was a young gun back then, let me tell you. All right. Anywho, man, another Hulk Hogan match. Hulk Hogan versus Vader, Uncensored 95. Do you recall? You don't have to because it's a shit show. No, and maybe, again, that's one of those ones where I was just... It was a strap match. It was just bad and ordeal. It was bad. Moving on. I know you weren't... I'm just going to mention this match. I know you weren't watching TNA at the time. LAX versus Team 3D. Lockdown 08. You know why this match is infamous, HD? Because it was an electrified steel cage. Here's the problem with electrified steel cage... When they ran into the cage, the cage was not timed right to electrify, so they just had a regular cage match because the cage would spark without even people getting hit into the fence. <laughs> if you don't, if you have YouTube or the Impact Plus app for nine ninety nine a month, plug, feel free to check it out. Where am I at? Um, ooh, here's a show favorite. Mega Powers vs. Alliance, the end Hulkamania, 1996, uncensored. 1995, uncensored. God, I can't talk, 96. Yeah, we, we referenced this one when we were talking about the Chamber of Horrors match. Is this worse than Chamber of Horrors? No, but it's... <laughs> it's up it's there. A it's close, definitely up close there. second, yes. Yeah. Just All the right. whole thing where you have to go... You have to climb... A, you know, a ladder to get to a top cage, to go down a cage, to go down a cage, to get into the ring, to continue the fight. It's just, just dumb. And when it's, and it was what, whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever. I think it was 10 on two. Um, yeah, man, just, yeah. What's your favorite Z gangster match? Um, Hey man, I'm not going to lie, dude. When they did, um, Hulk Hogan and Beefcake for Seuss and DiBiase. I was in. Yeah. All right. This next one's actually a personal favorite of myself. Uh, Cole, Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler, WrestleMania 27. Stone Cold Steve Austin as special referee. Michael Cole won the damn match. <laughs> yeah, and... Like, I can't even find a shining light in this match because, like, you're supposed to, like, oh, man, you know, this is supposed to be heel Adam Cole and takes out Jerry Lawler, blah, 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 blah. And, it's, I mean, it, it's as bad as it sounds, and in execution, it was even worse. And yes. so Michael Cole can sit there and say he's undefeated at WrestleMania because... Vince wanted to have a fucking laugh. I don't know. You're going to enjoy this next feud. Andre the Giant versus Ultimate Warrior from 1989. Bad, ugly, worse, terrible. What you say? Just I just put the feud in general. I didn't put matches. I just put the feud in general. Man, see, it's... it's... I loved Ultimate Warrior, so I didn't hate this, but Andre was on the back leg of his career. Yeah, time. man, and that and that's where this one hurts, is it's because just Andre was in such bad shape already at that point. And he hated Warriors, so that didn't help things. 
Well, because he's a smart man. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it just anything, you know, post-WrestleMania 3, Andre the Giant, just is kind of depressing. I mean, even at WrestleMania 3, he was... Oh, he was hurting. Not, yeah, not in the best shape already. Yeah. And then to see him go for a few years beyond that, and now knowing, like, the real truth behind it, just, yeah, I mean... Yeah, if you have a chance to watch that documentary about Andre the Giant on HBO, I highly, highly, highly recommend. It will bring which, tears to your eyes. Which may be, it may be on the network. I'm, I'm not quite oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, I mean it might be on there now. I I don't know, but yeah, um, it was definitely on it HBO. was it was brilliantly done. They got Vince McMahon to seem human, and you know, props to them for doing that. All right, moving on. What do we got here? Let's do. Ooh, John Cena first. <laughs> first, John Laurinaitis over the limit, two thousand twelve. Can you talk in your best John Laurinaitis impression, please? I don't know if I can, but I'll try my best, Adam. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, I mean, I don't know. The, again, this this is one of those ones, because it was a time where I was just really jaded by the fact that, you know, CM Punk is your world champion, going on, putting on great promos, great matches, and he's buried under fucking John Laurinaitis. But people don't know about John Laurinaitis. He's a legend in Japan, though. Like, he had a hell of a career. Yeah, as Johnny Johnny Johnson in Japan. Yeah, he was was all time. Big All Japan Pro Wrestling, fantastic. Yep. Yeah, John Laurinaitis, the executive, terrible. People power, Adam, people power. That was a good heat magnet. I'm not going to lie. All right, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, King of the Ring 2000. Oh, was this the fucking brawn panties match? Yes, it was. Oh, where yeah. Pat Patterson took out of the pat took out a pad from a certain area of his body and wiped his wiped Gerald Briscoe's face with it. Yep. Need I say more? It's peak Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. Gotta love it. And Kevin Dunn makes a lot more money than we do. Can you imagine that? Let's see. This one's more just, it's, I just feel sorry for the guy. Both guys, actually. Jeff Hardy, Sting, Victory Road, 2011. Man, do you know, why do I bring, tell people why I bring it up. Uh, here's where, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy was intoxicated, everybody. He yeah, was no, on and something. And there's, yeah, because there's, I don't there's so much I have to say to this. Yeah. Because, like, I understand, you know, drugs are an addiction. Alcohol is, is, is a drug, and it can be an addiction. Yeah. But, it, it, like, this, I don't understand how Jeff Hardy has gotten chance after chance after chance after chance. Didn't he just get another DUI not so long ago? Yes. Okay. And... I, I I mean I'm all for second chances, but I don't know if I'm for third or fourth or fifth chances. Okay, but can we say the same for a guy like Kurt Angle? Pretty sure Kurt Angle has seven DUIs, if I'm not mistaken. Like I got a Wikipedia of that, but like these guys, man, they think they're God, unfortunately, and but somehow they just keep showing back up on our TVs every week, so. But how, I mean, how, how does TNA allow that guy walk out? Yeah. Right. That, that, that's the bigger problem is like, you know, say he can't make the show, do something, find a replacement, right? Declare the title vacant, throw, put it, put a replacement in there. That's the championship match. Cause I was watching TNA law at the time. I'll admit it. Cause you know what? I like wrestling. Imagine that TNA at the time had that large group called immortal Hulk Hogan's heel. You're telling me you couldn't find one of the 11 guys in Immortal to fill in for the match? Just say, hey, Jeff got the stomach bug, or Jeff has the flu, or run an angle where Jeff gets thrown out of the building. Do something like that. Have Jeff Jarrett in the match. Have uh, Doug Williams in the match. Have James Storm, Bobby Roode. I can go on and on and on. But no, 
they let Jeff Hardy in a shirt and tie and a pair of jeans, smoking a cigarette, walk down to the ring and have a match. Not even walk, stumble down to the ring. As a big, hey, fuck you to Sting, who is a Hall of Famer and deserves much better than that, has to physically pull Jeff Hardy onto him to have the match. So that's where we're at with that. Winding down here with the last couple, <laughs> you've probably seen this one on YouTube. Bushwhackers versus Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik, Heroes of Wrestling, 1999. Uh, both, oh, everybody in that match, 15 years past their prime, so I can't even imagine being good in this, any shape or form. If you look it up on any forum, wrestling blog, website, this is voted the worst wrestling match in history of wrestling. Think about that for all that shit I've named so far. That is the worst match in wrestling history, voted by the people. I will have to go track that one down. It's it's everywhere, buddy. Go for it. And just to round it off, I say this is my last one. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff versus Dallas Page and David Arquette. And do you know what happened during this match, HD? David Isn't Arquette this... become world okay. champion. <laughs> Go. Because, this is all because, you. <laughs> because Vince Russo, bro. Bro, listen, It's bro. not all Vince Russo, though. It, that guy did not shut that company down by himself. There's no oh, fucking no. way. This, this was Eric Bischoff losing control, absolutely. Don't get... Okay. Did it go down? Let's track back about three years. This was in 2000. Okay, let's track mm-hmm. back three years. Did WCW go downhill when they gave Kevin Axe the book? He booked himself himself over to beat Goldberg. I mean, again, I mean, pick a point. It's the beginning of the end. I mean, the finger poke of doom was truly the beginning of the end. Um, and who was involved in that? Well, <laughs> Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. Yes. Um, would, if you're a promoter, say you're, say HC, I'm starting the world's biggest wrestling promotion tomorrow. Are you giving your guys creative control, full creative control? Would you to put the guys that in the contract? No, yes. absolutely not. Half the roster on this damn show did. Skull Hall had creative control. Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, Macho Man, they all had creative control. So Hulk Hogan could say, "No, fuck that. I'm not losing to that guy." Inmates right. truly run the asylum with that one. Right. So, and yeah, that's really all I got there, HD. I mean, unless you want to talk about the TNA reverse battle royal. Which Have you heard, I, have you heard I, of that, I, by the way? I'm actually okay with that. Um, I know um, way back in the day, um, FCW, before they became NXT, um, uh, did the same thing where you know the guys scrambled to get in the ring to actually do the battle royal. Yeah, which which I mean it it's not as bad as it sounds. Like I I mean I it it to me it was an entertaining thing to to do. Yeah, I mean hey, people rack on TNA. I still watch TNA, but it's my show. I'll talk about what I want. You know. So do you have any matches in mind that you, that I missed here? Um, again, anything with Giant Gonzalez. Yes. Can't believe you actually didn't single out the Finger Poke of Doom before me. Yeah. Um, anything with between Hulk Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom, which would just be cover Hulk Hogan matches in general. I did have Nails versus Virgil so- circled on here from SummerSlam 92. That was bad, yes. Absolutely. What's your favorite Nails match? Um, one that Nails isn't in. Um, oh, him and, you know, he was the prisoner for WCW and fought Sting in a very hard-fought battle in 93, in case you were wondering. <laughs> what else? Yeah, I have a lot of Dungeon of Doom on here. Like, God, the good Lord. Hulk Hogan, man, from 95 to 2000, he did not have a good run. Great heel on the mic and the promos, but, God, match when the bell rang, good Lord. Um, I mean, I can be snarky and say Royal Rumble 2015. Roman Reigns getting booed out of the building. Was, they bring... was, was he number... What number was he on that one? What did that, oh, who man, did he man. eliminate? 
fuck, who did he beat? Yeah, people hated it, whoever he beat. I can't remember at the time. But, I mean, how many times does it look at the fucking thing? We're going to see it again this year. Roman Reigns is going to beat The Fiend to close out WrestleMania. And he'll get booed out for the four out of six years he's headlined WrestleMania. So, you know, good for him. Yet again, not you, Joe and Noah. Not you. Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn. That's why it's bad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 26. That wasn't bad. That had the whole Hart dynasty in it, damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you didn't like seeing Bruce Hart take a bump? Come on. No. Um, Goldberg, Kevin Owens, 22-second match to just to fucking put the title on Goldberg. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, I know this, a lot of this is recency bias, but Brock Lesnar defeating Kofi Kingston in seven seconds. We watched Terrible. that on a car ride home from Dayton. That's how quick it was. Yep. Um Goldberg Undertaker from real recent. Um, Do you think Goldberg calls him out for a rematch to make it up for it? Or did they learn their lesson from that? Like, hey, I think no, they learned that. their lesson, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with this. Um, yeah. um, um, God, um, God, what's the one that really made us angry? Fuck. Oh, uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, Seth yeah. Rollins and, and Bray Wyatt. Just... Absolutely terrible. I forgot to write down here Goldberg, Scott Hall, stun gun on a pole. I mean, stun gun ladder match, by the way. So, that was classic WCW. <laughs> um, bu- 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 um, um, I don't know. I think, I mean, those are the ones I can think of right now. AKA, um, this show became a tribute to Hulk Hogan. Well, one of these days we're going to eventually do our let Adam just go run loose on John Cena. Oh, the world's not prepared for that. I need, <laughs> I need, I do, I need three more uh, Noctera Space Godzillas before I do that. Can we record that episode at the bar so I can just uh, drink dude, and talk I'll, about I, it? I shit you not, I had the thought of just showing up to the bar and recording straight from there as watch you drink real beer for the first time. Well, damn, you live down the street. You should have texted me. Anywho, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that later. Yep. <laughs> this was fun. Um, we should do this again next week. Yeah, man. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have you know. Maybe we'll keep with the beer theme next week. Who knows? We'll figure it out. And maybe it'll leave a few bruises, huh? <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah. Um, as always, if you've stuck around this far, I don't know why, but thanks for listening. Oh God, now I remember what I wanted to other talk about at the beginning of the show. We got our first iTunes review. And and the, the, the headline for the review is spot on, good, but needs some seasoning. Absolutely. We stink. We're trying to figure out, a, you know, what we're going to do with the show, trying to figure out the right, you know, balance. But I thought that was that, – that one line summed up this show, good, but needs seasoning. Absolutely. We're only um, 30 I, – I, I read that, and I, I loved it, actually, because it talked about me in it. But <laughs> anyway. Yes. Well, I feel they, like I was pretty angry in this show. I feel like I'm just saying they're going to get angry at him in this episode, so they should really like it. I, but anyway, appreciate that we got a review. Um, yeah, like, or third, like, people have been doing this for years. Like we're gonna like it's gonna need work, but we get it. Less spoilers, more topics, interviews. We're working on it. So yeah, we'll figure it's that kind out. of slow right now. We're figuring it out. Yep. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Follow Adam on Twitter at AdamPal 3MB. On Instagram at 3MB Pod. Um, give us a thumbs up, like, rate, review, subscribe, download, don't listen, all that good stuff. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, trust and fill. <laughs>